Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. We are on episode number 41, Superhero Syndrome Revisited. The tagline to this episode is, why do we always feel like we're not doing enough? So if you can relate to feeling like you have to be superhero or feeling like you're not measuring up or, or you're not doing enough, then this is a great episode for you. This is some things I, I wanted to build on upon a previous episode, I think it was episode 24, Permission to Drop the Cape about how we always feel like we have to do everything perfect. And I, as I talk to more clients, as I talk to you know, just people in my family, I think it's a, it's a very common thing that we as achievers feel like we're not measuring up and we're not doing enough and we'll, we'll finally relax or we'll finally be happy when everything is kind of fixed. So uh, we're going to walk through some things that I've just uh, – some conversations I've had in the last couple of weeks. So on this episode, we will discuss your Get Better button. We'll talk about rowboats, and then we will also discuss a hole in your sidewalk. So when I was first uh, starting out in my career, uh, one of my mentors and still one of my good friends always mentioned that um, his get better button was always broken because it was always on. It was stuck on on. Uh, so he'd say, yeah, you know, I might, I might be tough on people or I might be tough on myself, especially, you know, because my get better button is always broken. It's always on. And I used to think, um, I used to take that as kind of a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, my, my get better button is always, always on too, you know? So I always wanted to be improving. And, and I think constant never ending improvement as Tony Robbins puts it is a great thing. But the problem is that is a, a real, um, a, a, a recipe for burnout if your get better button is always stuck on. Like if nothing is ever good enough, nothing is ever fixed. And usually it's not other people, it's you. And you might be rough or, or tough on other people or hard on other people, but usually you're 10 times harder on yourself because you always feel like you need to be doing more. You need to get this fixed. If I could just get that fixed, everything would be fine. And if you listen to the show at all, we've talked about how there are two sides of neuroadrenal burnout. There's the, there's the physical side. So by stressing yourself out like this on a regular basis, you affect your neurotransmitters, you affect your, your hormones like cortisol, testosterone. Um, but then you also have to fix this lifestyle side of things, which cause the physical burnout in the first place. So this is very much a, a lifestyle or way of thinking or mindset issue. And if you can get a hold of the mindset issue, then you decrease the stress on your body overall. So if your get better button is broken, which means it's always on, then, um, then that's going to be an issue. So I was just talking to my wife about this recently and I had, I think it was a Monday. Both of us just had a, a kind of anxious Monday. So we were, we were sitting together uh, Monday night after, after the, you know, the kids had kind of been home from school and I was, I was done with work. And I just said, man, I had a really anxious day today. I, uh, I just, I couldn't, I felt like I had to control about a hundred different things. So I had lists and I, every time I sat down to try to just kind of be quiet for a minute, I would think of three texts that I needed to send or this email that I needed to send or a video I needed to film for somebody or a checklist that I needed to make for somebody. And, and these are mostly people that work for me, you know, that, uh, I, you know, I, I generally pay to come up with this stuff on their own, <laughs> you know, but I was, in, instead of being a, a good enabling or a, or a good empowering boss, I was being uh, much more of the micromanager. Like, so everything relied on me. And I don't know if you can relate to that at all, but I, I get like that sometimes where I feel like everything falls on me, which is not true, but it's just kind of my default because I want everything to be perfect. I want it to be fixed. I want it to be fixed right now. And then uh, my wife, Jana said the same thing. She's like, man, I've been having the same thing. I like all day. I've been really anxious about not measuring up for the kids and feeling like I needed to do more uh, at home and feeling like I needed to, you know, feed everybody better. And I needed to, to figure out my, my diet better. I need to figure out my workout schedule better. And she's like, I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. And we just, we just kind of, you know, talked through that. And I realized, wow, how many people on a daily basis feel like you're just not doing enough? 
Um, so what we just talked to each other about, I said, hey, you know what? I think you're doing an amazing job. So I listed the 50 ways she's doing a, a phenomenal job as a, as a wife and as a mom and taking care of all these people and, and doing the things that she does. Here's, here's 50 things you're doing well. And then she said the same thing, same thing to me. Here's 50 things I think you're doing great. And she's right. This is what's crazy about this with, with both of our situations. It, anybody on the outside, you would look at this and go, man, this is working. Like you're winning. <laughs> like the, the things that you wanted to pull off, you're pulling off. Like look at your kids. Look at your business. Look at the people that work for you. Look at you know whatever uh, goals that you had you're actually hitting, but you can still feel like you're losing. And I don't know if that hits anybody that's listening right now, but that would be me. I said I still feel like I'm losing even though 90 days ago I set these goals and I'm already hitting those goals. And in the middle of hitting those goals, I'm already thinking thinking about the goals I'm not hitting or how am I going to keep this thing rolling or whatever. So if that's you, then I would, I'm just going to give you two simple, I, I think, solutions or two simple things that really help me. Um, number one is the idea of the rowboat. And I, I did a podcast about this a while back as well. And you, you can kind of have two, um, two opinions on how your life is going or how life goes, period. So most people, what we think is, is there's this stream called life. And we get in the rowboat on the shore over here, and immediately we're not in the right place. So we have to row upstream across the stream to the other side, and it's upstream because you're never where you want to be, and everything you want must be upstream. It must be over there. So you must have to work like hell to get it. You got to focus, you got to push, you got to control everything, you got to make lists, you got to do all of those things. The other orientation to life is that everything you want is downstream. Life is this river that's working for you, right? Life is happening for you, not to you. And all you got to do is get in the rowboat and let go of the oars and you're going to get where you need to go. You don't have to push and fight all the time because I have a secret for you. You're never going to fix it all. And you're never going to be in the place that you think that you should be if you have to get to a certain place to be happy, to be peaceful, uh, to be appreciative, to have gratitude, then we're in trouble, right? So just thinking when you feel like you're always having to push, 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 push upstream like I was on that Monday, I just said, you know what? I'm going to put down the oars and I'm going to trust that life's happening for me, not to me. And it's already taking me where where I need to go, which is the truth if if you really look at it. So that brings up the, the... It can be a paradox between, okay, most of you guys listening right now, you are probably uh, achievers. You're probably familiar with Anthony Robbins and, and, you know, Brendan Burchard and all these people. And and Anthony Robbins talks about um, constant, never-ending improvement, right? Can I? Constant and never-ending improvement. So what is it? Is it constant, never-ending improvement or is it gratitude? Which is it? So do I want to live my life appreciative for what I have or do I want to be constantly and never-endingly improving? And the answer is yes. You want both of those things, and that's why it's a paradox. And where most truth is, there is some type of paradox. So do you want to always be improving? Yes. But what's the other thing that's important is that you always have gratitude. So that's why I recommend uh, getting up and doing just a, a gratitude journal every day, writing three things that you're grateful for. Here's three things that I'm grateful for right now in my life. Here's three things that I've been grateful for in my life and feeling that sense of gratitude. And then you move forward into the things that you want to accomplish, right? So it's like I realize that I'm good enough, that I don't need to measure up, that I don't, I'm not, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, that I, I'm appreciative for what I have. And when you have that, it gives you a sense of centeredness and peace. And then from there, that's where you go out into the world and say, now, okay, here's some stuff I want to kick some butt at. Here's some stuff I want to do. Here's some stuff I want to change. Here's, what I want to, here's how I want to add value to people's lives. 
But unfortunately, we do it the other way around. We think if I could just go kick some butt at this or if I could add more value to people's lives or I could just do this or accomplish this, then I would I would feel a sense of, uh, a sense of centeredness and we, we get it backwards. So you've got to start with gratitude and move from there. And uh, the reason I, I talked about the hole in the sidewalk on, on at the beginning of the, the episode here is because this is something my coach helped me with a while back. Um, where I would – and this where I am in my neuroadrenal burnout, I feel much better. I feel almost like I did – uh, six, seven years ago where I had all the energy in the world. I feel like the things that I've, I've, I've been teaching on this podcast, it absolutely has worked for me, but I still need to revisit these things sometime because it's just, it's wired into me, right? It's like, there's so much of just how I'm made and how I'm wired. So I, uh, several months ago, uh, maybe it might've been six months ago. Now I was dealing with a lot of fatigue again. I felt like I was, I, I was starting to notice those early stages of burnout where I was tired. I couldn't sleep. I was getting a lot more anxious and I talked to my coach about it and he said, Oh, have you ever heard this, uh, this poem called there's a hole in my sidewalk. And I said, no. So he reads it to me and I'll read it to you now. Cause this is, this is symbolic of the way you overcome this. So if you realize that your get better button is, is broken cause it's always on. If you realize that you're not satisfied, if you realize that you need feel like you always need to measure up and you, and even when you're winning, sometimes how somehow you're failing or somehow you're losing. If you know that that's you, how do you change it? Well, for most of us, it's pretty hardwired into us. So it's just a matter of, uh, awareness. And saying, okay, that I have a tendency to do that. I don't have to do that anymore. And you slowly make these changes. So here's how this works. So, and this could work for anything in your life. Maybe you, maybe you struggle with anxiety, or maybe you struggle with um, not measuring up, not feeling like you're worthy. Maybe you struggle um, with substance abuse. I mean, you could. We all have struggles. Like we all have our stuff, and nobody has any idea what all of the rest of us are going through. But. It's, I think it starts with this awareness and then goes through these are these five chapters. So this is really it's a short poem, but I'll read it. So chapter one says, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in my sidewalk and I fall in. I am lost. I'm hopeless. It isn't my fault. And it takes me forever to find a way out. And that's where most people kind of go through crisis, right? You're, it's, you're hopeless. It's not really your fault. You don't know what's going on. It takes you forever to find a way out. Chapter, chapter number two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. So you're going down the same street. You pretend you don't see the sidewalk. You pretend, or the the um, hole in the sidewalk. You pretend it's not there. You fall in anyway. Then you get to, to uh, chapter three, where it starts to get more productive. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is still there. Um, I still fall in because it's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. And that's a very empowering place to be. So if you feel like you keep falling down, if you keep, you know, slipping into this uh, as soon as trap or your get better button is always on, um, then you realize, okay, I fell in, but I know where I am and I can get out, right? And that's, that's where a lot of people start to really get this consciousness that I can make a change. You get into chapter number four. It says, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. So you don't even fall in there anymore. And then you get to number five, I walk down a different street. And wherever you're at, you might be in, in chapter number one right now. Maybe you're lost, hopeless. It's not your fault. It takes you forever to find a way out. But it gets better when you move to chapter two, chapter three, chapter four. And in chapter five, you finally walk down another street. So life becomes more about gratitude, less about measuring up. Um, so hopefully this is a good reminder for you. If you feel like that's the, like you're never going to be where you want to be or if you're always rowing upstream, uh, you, have the, you have the ability to start just realizing, hey, I can put down the oars.
I can be grateful. I can come from a place of gratitude. I can come from a place of trust um, and allowing rather than pushing, 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 which is what got a lot of people in the, the, the place that they're in. I get, I get emails every single week from you guys about, hey, what do I do about this neuroadrenal burnout? Um, I went to my doctor. They said it's not even a thing. Uh, is there supplements I could take? What, do I, what can I do? And most of us got in that place because we push, 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 push too hard. So this is about regaining that balance. So uh, one thing I did want to mention, I, I did a Facebook class on this. And, and for the rest of the month here, I'm doing a special on the Facebook class. It's a, it's a six-video class where I actually walk you through the stages of um, overcoming the neuroadrenal burnout. So first of all, just assessing yourself and seeing where you're at. And then starting to look at life, what I call the dream 2.0, reassessing your dreams and what you need to do moving forward. And then how to heal your body. Right, so how to get your neurochemicals working again? How do you get your hormones fixed? How to start sleeping well again? And then how to change the lifestyle habits that maybe got you into this place in the first place? So that's where Dream 2.0 comes in. A lot of things on lifestyle design, how to design a life that is sustainable and that works for you. So I walked through that whole Facebook class. If you want to do that, uh, there's a special this month. It's ninety nine dollars. You just uh, you can email burnout to breakthrough at gmail dot com. Uh, it's got a ton of content. I feel like I really over-deliver on value as far as that goes, uh, but I wanted to make it simple and easy and accessible to most people, so I put it all on, the, on this Facebook masterclass called Neuroadrenal uh, Burnout Masterclass. So if you want to do that, you can just email burnouttobreakthrough at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully these are helping. Hopefully the, the podcasts are helping. Thanks for your feedback. Keep sending emails. Uh, keep reaching out to me. Love hearing what you guys uh, are going through and, and, and how I can help as we move forward. So until next time, let's turn that burnout into a breakthrough.